What's up, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Grit, Fitness, and Performance podcast. And as always, I am your host, Chris Sanchez. And today, we're going to talk about maybe something that some of you don't want to hear, but you need to hear. And I'm talking about eight hard truths that are hard to swallow, or maybe that you don't want to hear, but you need to because it's going to help you get results. You know, it's kind of like... Um, Something your parents would tell you when you were a teenager, and because you were a teenager, you knew everything, and you were invincible, and you ignored them, and you told them to shut up. And then 10 years down the road, you realize, ugh, they were right. I needed to hear that. Like, they knew what they were talking about. So these are eight things that I may have told clients in the past before. Sometimes I want to scream at them when they're just not getting it, Um, but it's stuff that you need to hear, Um, and even if you don't work out, you know, it's it maybe maybe it's a little kick in the ass to get you going, to get you start doing the, the things that you need to be doing, or maybe give you a little boost of motivation to kind of get you set in the right direction. Um, so if you're offended by any of this, good, because you probably need to hear it the most. If you're not, you know, fantastic, high five to you. But without getting, you know, uh, into a further tangent, because that's a huge pet peeve of my own podcast. I don't care what you did this weekend. Just get into the podcast. Uh, Let's get into it then. So the first hard truth that you need to hear, it's kind of a common one, but some people just don't do it anyway. And I'm going to specifically gear this towards um, cardio enthusiasts. So all you runners out there, um, all you cyclists, um, yogis, people who love doing yoga. Now look, there's nothing wrong with any of the things that I just mentioned, but the first hard truth that you need to hear, especially you guys, is you absolutely have to strength train when it comes to exercise and it has to be a priority. It can't just be something that you do, you know, once a month because you're bored and you want to shake things up a little bit. Like, uh, no, it doesn't work that way. You have to strength train two times a week minimum. Um, and if you're just doing two times a week, it has to be full body routines. And the reason for this is, is pretty simple. Um, the biggest reason is because once you hit your 25th birthday, your body says, I'm done, bro. I'm, I'm checking in. And what I mean by that is in terms of like maturation in forms of like, you know, skeletal growth and formation um, and your body just, uh, you know, naturally accumulating and acquiring strength, your body's done. Uh, you have peaked. The rest of your life sucks from here on out. 25 is the best year of your life and it's all downhill after that. Now it might be 26, 27, what a 30, but like right around that five year range from 25 to 30, you've peaked. Um, so like if you're in the NFL, good luck finding a job, you know, after that point. And what happens past that point is I forget the exact number. It's like, you know, 0.8% weaker, 1%. It doesn't really matter. All it matters is slowly, but surely every year past that year, you are slowly getting weaker every single year. Um, your metabolism is going to get, uh, a little screwy and a little, more slow because your muscle mass is decreasing. You're getting weaker. Um, your joint health is going to be compromised because weak muscles can't keep and control joints in ranges of motion that you might need to put them in on a daily basis. 
um, your curves and your bumps and everything that attracts a mate, not going to look the greatest past that point. Your sex appeal is going to go down. Um, and some of you might be like, ah, you big whoop. Like, come on. like we all care about that. No one wants to wake up in the morning looking like a piece of shit. Like everyone wants to look good. Um, and, and your, your quality of life is just going to go down. Um, and that's just a hard fact. You get weaker and you just become less useful every year past that 25th, 30th birthday, whatever it may be. So, you know, for all you young cats out there who are 16 and, you know, you're just naturally getting stronger and you naturally look good because you've got, you know, youth on your side. Good for you. Live it up. Enjoy it. You know, take a bunch of selfies while you can because um, it's not going to last forever. Trust me. And um, like that reason alone is why you need to start strength training and make it a priority. Um, cardio, yoga, stretching, mobility work. They're all great. They will not help reverse the things that I just mentioned quite as well as strength training will. I guarantee that. I would bet a large sum of money um, that, you know, you still might be in good shape and you might have a healthy heart, you know, if you're focused on cardio first and foremost, but you absolutely have to throw some strength training in there. Your body will thank you down the road. You will feel better. You will look better. You will move better. You will have a better quality of life. You will maintain your independence for a long time if you place a, you know, emphasis and a priority on strength training down the road. So that's the first one. Two times a week minimum, you guys have to be strength training. Um, now, the second point kind of piggybacks off the first one, and it is that you have to absolutely have to start training for power and explosiveness past that same age gap. So 25 to 30. Um, if you're doing it before then, even better. But once you hit that 25 to 30 range, you absolutely have to start training for power and explosiveness because not only do you get a little bit weaker and your muscles atrophy or shrink every year past 25 to 30, your body and your muscles and your nervous system, their ability to express strength quickly diminishes like twice as fast as that muscular strength does as you get older. And this is why not a people uh, know this, but the main reason why, you know, a lot of older folks break their hips, like a lot of people just think like, oh, it's, you know, because they've got brittle bones. And while that's a part of it, and strength training does help increase bone density, just throwing that in there. Uh, the main reason they actually break their hip is because when they fall, stumble, trip or whatever, is they're too, they're too fucking slow to actually catch themselves. So they fall and their brain says, oh shit, like I'm falling, I need to, I need to move quick to, to prevent myself from getting hurt. But your muscles are just, they just can't do it anymore because you've literally lost the ability to move your body fast. Um, so like what, you know, what training for power and explosiveness is, is it's the fountain of youth. Like it keeps you young. Um, you know, the, the longer into your golden years that you can still move quickly and kind of get around with a little bit of pep in your spec. The, the the longer you're going to maintain your independence. And honestly, this probably becomes a little bit more important than um, strength training does just because of the implications it has to your everyday life. Um, your ability to respond to an emergency, you know, significantly decreases when you are slower. And maybe it's not a life-threatening emergency. Maybe you like you know, take a misstep on a ladder and you fall from four feet up. Well, you know, if you're 
56 and weak and br- like that could kill you. Like, you know, not to, you know, rain on any, anyone's parade, but that's a big deal. Or, you know, maybe you're a little bit younger and your kid who doesn't know any better runs into the street and there's a car coming. Like you gotta, you gotta move to save that little kid. Like, you know, power is super important and it's neglected by too, too, too many people. Um, and I don't know if it's because they're intimidated because they don't want to do, um, things that look too extreme. Like they see these CrossFit workouts and people jumping and sprinting and throwing up and whatnot and doing box jumps and sprints. And it just looks too, and they're like, no, 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 no. Like, that's not for me. That doesn't look fun at all. And like, you know, I agree. Like that stuff sucks, you know, training for power. Um, if done incorrectly, will leave you gassed for the most part. But the good news is, is it doesn't and shouldn't leave you gassed. You can do plenty of med ball throws and low level plyometrics like jump rope that can still work on your um, power levels and uh, you know the elastic components of your muscles that'll keep you feeling younger so you can respond and move quickly um, and respond to these emergencies in a way that will keep you you know, from, you know, experiencing disaster for the most part. So, you know, if you're strength training already, fantastic, but now you need to start moving very fast. You need to start jumping, you need to start sprinting, and you need to start throwing shit really hard, um, you know, wherever you can. So the third hard to swallow pill that uh, a lot of people need to hear. And this is one that I've come across personally when dealing with clients and shit, even myself, is that no one cares about your body composition besides you, Um, maybe your trainer and your doctor. Uh, and, And what I mean by that is, I would say like nine out of 10 people who start a health and fitness goal, you know, one of the goals, or if not the main goal, is to lose body fat, look better, you know, feel better, all that good stuff. But, you know, the only problem is you see yourself every single day, multiple times a day, shirtless, naked. You know every single impact or imperfection on your body better than anyone else does. And you live with it and you see it all the time and you become so insecure um, and so worried about it of what other people will think. And, you know, I've, I've heard clients who honestly look great. Like they look better than I do. And they're so caught up on this one thing, like, like my love handles are so big. Um, or, you know, they get caught up on like the tiniest little details or they think they look fat and they're not at the level that they want to get to. And maybe it's because they're influenced by social media or whatever it may be. Um, but I promise you, I promise you, whatever you're insecure about as far as like body composition, no one cares as much as you do. No, like not even close. Um, so, you know, just don't let it become a reason why it holds you back in social situations or, um, just don't let it affect your life negatively. Um, no one cares if you're 14% body fat or 12% body fat, unless you're in a competition for that. Like no one cares. I promise you. Um, so like, you know, it's, it's good to have goals and to try and get down to a certain body fat percentage, but like, 
don't don't get caught up on it. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Just be happy with who you are. And as long as you're getting a little bit better, 1% better every day, you're on the right track. But trust me, no one's judging you harder than you judge yourself. So stop, you know, stop letting it give you anxiety um, in your life. So the next one, hard to swallow, uh, truth pill, whatever you want to call it, that um, a lot of people need to hear, uh, mainly just everyone on the internet, is that uh, there is no one diet that's better than another. Stop putting your diet on a pedestal and claiming that that is the ultimate way that people need to eat. See, the thing is, every diet has its own benefits and disadvantages. That doesn't make it better than the next because everyone is different. What works for Billy is not going to work for Sally and what works for Sally is not going to work for Jerome. Everyone's going to be a little bit different. Everyone has different genetics. Everyone was, um, you know, their ancestors were from different parts of the world. So maybe they're more accustomed to eating a higher carb diet or maybe a higher fat diet. So that means keto might work great for someone with like you know, Icelandic, uh, ancestors, but maybe not for someone with, you know, uh, Costa Rican ancestors, you know, one has a bountiful amounts of fruit in one region. The other does not. So, you know, maybe your genetics are just geared towards handling higher fats diet or higher fat diets. And maybe, you, you know, another person's is more geared towards higher carbs. So it, you know, I, I don't care if you prefer one diet over the other. If you like keto, fantastic. It's working for you, great, shut up about it. You like paleo, it's working for you, great, shut up about it. You like higher carb diets and you love carbs and they fuel you through your workout, fantastic. Don't throw that shit in other people's face because it makes you an asshole and no one wants to hear you talk about it um, and put them down. So like, just realize that the best diets are inclusionary meaning you include a wide variety of whole minimally processed foods in there. That means you're eating your carbs, you're eating your fats, you're eating your meats, you're eating your nuts, you're eating your vegetables, you're eating your fruits, you're eating a whole bunch of foods. You're getting a wide variety of foods in your diet. Um, and you know, the better diets are not exclusionary, meaning, you know, you don't focus on just eliminating certain foods or certain food groups from your diet. So like take keto, for example, it's like carbs are the antichrist and you know, you cannot have a single carb and they'll ruin your life and they'll ruin your results and whatnot. But do you know what happens when you eliminate certain foods from your diet or certain food groups is a lot of people, you know, your regular Joe's, your regular nine to fivers will focus so hard on not having that certain food group um, and they will just fixate on it like, oh my God, I'd kill for a carb. I would literally stab an infant for a carbohydrate right now. And you focus on it, focus on it, focus on it, focus on it. And it becomes this forbidden fruit and then eventually, you know, willpower is going to give out and then you binge on that food group and then you feel like you've made a huge mistake and your, you know, progress is completely derailed and then your diet is ruined. So then you just say, you know what, <sighs> fuck it, I'm just going to eat all the carbs in the world and then you just chalk it up to keto doesn't work and blah, 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 blah. So just uh, like, coming back to, I guess, my main point is 
every single diet has its main advantages. It doesn't make one better than the other. There is no one size fit all for diets. You are going to have to experiment with what works for you and your body. Now, of course, there are some general guidelines that I think most people can apply to their lives as far as maybe you need a little bit more carbs if you're participating in, you know, strenuous activities. Um, you know, higher protein diets tend to work better for a lot of people. But, you know, your diet doesn't make you any more special than anyone else, okay? If you're vegan, great, shut up about it. No one wants to hear about it. If you love eating meat, shut up. No one wants to hear about it. Just be friends and talk about something else, okay? <sighs> okay, next one. Your goal, your fitness goal, will absolutely take longer than you want it to, okay? To achieve that goal, you have to be patient, 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 and be consistent. That's what you need to hear, okay? I've had too many people get flustered and frustrated when they don't look the way they envision after one month of hard work. Like, are you fucking, are you, are you kidding me? One month of hard work? You think all the billionaires and CEOs in this world got to where they are because they put in one month of hard work? Go fuck yourself, all right? Like, stop it. Like, it will take you three months minimum to get to where you want to get to with your goal. And that depends on how hard you work. But I'm assuming that you guys have lives and kids and obligations that you need to address. And you're not some actor who gets paid to work out two times a day. Okay? So be patient. If your goal is to lose fat, you are not going to look how you want to in two weeks, in a month, in two months. It's going to take you probably three to six months to get you to how you envision yourself being in that six months. And you know what? It is going to take a lot of hard work. Um, so just realize that you have to be very consistent. You have to be patient. And it's going to take time, okay? Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither are six-packs and nice butts. So just keep that in mind. Be patient, okay? Just keep at it. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. You can't swallow that whole thing whole, okay? <clears throat> Next point. Hard to swallow truth. And this one might hurt some people's feelings. You don't have a slow metabolism. You just eat too much. Put down the goddamn fork, okay? Like, this, you just, you eat too much. Um, you do not have a thyroid problem. You do not have a metabolic disorder. Um, you just eat too much. You are shoveling food into your mouth 24 hours a day and you're getting frustrated because you're not losing weight. Well, of course you're not losing weight. You eat too much. It's like, it's pretty simple. Um, and I think what a lot of people will chalk this up to is they just cop it out and say like, oh, I have a slow metabolism. No, the past few years of your poor dietary choices and habits may have screwed up your digestive abilities. Uh, maybe your gut health is not where it should be. Maybe you have sleep issues, which is affecting how full you feel after a meal, uh, or maybe it's affecting how hungry you get during the day. Um, and all of those factors, sedentary lifestyle, those all jumbled up together make you think like you have a slow metabolism. No, you just have really shitty priorities and habits and choices that you need to fix and your metabolism is fine. 
Um, but you just need to address those things and then you'll start to get to where you want to get to, but don't just cop out when you're not seeing results and say like, Oh, I have a slow metabolism. Like, no, you don't. You absolutely do not. You just eat too much. Just, just stop it. Just fix those other things and you'll get to where you need to get to. So number seven, moving along right away. Um, the seventh hard to swallow truth pill or whatever this podcast is called. So what got you here won't get you there. Let that sink in for a little bit. I feel very philosophical with this one. What got you here won't get you there. And what I mean by that is the work that you put in from day one to day 30 will not yield you the same results as the work you put in from day 60 to day 90. See what happens is you are, you're going to need to work a little bit harder and a little bit longer and a little bit more to achieve those harder to, you know, harder to achieve results, um, down the road, you know, getting down to 25% body fat is not going to require the same things that it requires to get down to 12% body fat. So a lot of people will kind of hit this wall and they'll say like, Oh, like I haven't seen results in whatever a month and I'm stuck at, you know, X poundage or Y percent body fat. And, you know, I just don't know what to do. Like, well, are you doing the same thing that you were doing day one? You're doing the same workouts, you're eating the same foods, you're, you're walking the same distances, you're, you're doing the same exact thing that got you to where you are. Well, you know, it's not going to, you need to do more, you know, what got you to where you're at right now, it's not going to be the same that gets you to where you want to get to. You're going to have to work a little bit harder every single time. So I would advise you if you've hit a little bit of a plateau in your health and fitness journey and you're stuck, reevaluate everything. Are you eating the same calories it took you to get to 15% body fat? Well, guess what? You need a little bit less to get to 12. Um, are you lifting the same weights that, you know, or, um, is your intensity the same duration, like whatever variables that you were working out with to get you to the point you got to, guess what? You need to step it up. You need to step up your game just a little bit. Okay. So if you hit a plateau and you're stuck and you're frustrated, go back to the drawing board, evaluate everything. Are you sleeping the way you should be? Are you eating the way you should be? Are you working out? Maybe you need to throw in an extra day of cardio. Maybe you need to do a little bit more stress management, whatever it may be. Go back to the drawing board and just reevaluate and realize it's going to get harder. You're going to need to put in so, uh, not so much more work, but definitely a lot more work um, to get you to where you want to be. Um, and then last and final, the I saved this one for last because I think it's the one that most people need to hear um, when it comes to your health and fitness goals. Um, and it is that you are in direct and complete control of your health and fitness results and successes. So you have control over 99.9% of the excuses that you claim hold you back. And... Sometimes I just want to scream this at people when, you know, they, they come to me or to, you know, they're just venting or wherever it may be on Facebook or social media or whatever, and they're not seeing the type of results that they want to and they're stuck and blah, blah, blah. And it's never a legitimate reason. It's always excuse after excuse after excuse. Now, it might be a good excuse, but that doesn't change the fact that you are still in control 
of your goals and your actions and your outcomes. So whatever, You're, you don't have enough time in a day um, to do your workouts. That's a, a load of BS. Like you absolutely, you don't have to dedicate an hour a day to get your workouts in. You can get a good workout in 10 minutes and still achieve your goals. Like the whole I don't have time thing, it's not a good excuse. You have poor time management. That's what you have. And you need to reevaluate what can you cut out? What can you move around? Can I go to bed earlier so I can wake up a little bit earlier to move some things around? Can I eliminate the 15 minutes of social media, just browsing, mindless browsing? Um, do I watch an hour of TV every night um, to unwind? Like that, you, you have time. Unless you're a single mother working like 15 jobs and you have 19 kids, like that's a different story. Most of you have time, especially now you're stuck at home. Like that's not an excuse whatsoever or, you know, whatever it may be. There's just so many excuses, but you at the end of the day, you can control how you feel, how you act, the choices that you make. Um, it's, it's a hundred percent in your control. So I think you just need to remind yourself every time you come up with an excuse, like, oh, I don't have enough space or equipment to work out. Like, bitch, you have your body weight, like use your body weight. Don't like, don't, that's an excuse. Um, you know, or, you know, I just don't know enough how to cook healthy. Like you have, you have a smartphone in your pocket that you can literally take out and you have access to all the information in the world. You're telling me you can't Google simple cooking, like how to get started on all that stuff? Like you can, you're probably just lazy and you don't want to do it. And again, I think that's another truth that a lot of people need to hear is that your excuses really come down to like you're just lazy and you don't want to put in the effort. Like anything worth having is not going to be easy to achieve. Like you think people driving around in all these expensive cars and living in all these, you know, beautiful houses just got there. Some of them probably did, you know, they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Fuck those guys. Um, just kidding. But a lot of them more often than not, you know, they, they earned it. They put in the sacrifice. They, they did the work and they got to where they're getting to, or sorry, they, they got to where they're at today because, you know, they're in control. They put in the work, um, and honestly, like if you, if you guys want something bad enough, you'll make it happen. Like for sure. I mean, you know, like some people will have goals of losing fat or whatnot and you know, there, it just seems impossible. Like, Oh, there's no way I can lose 15% body fat in three months. Like that's just so impossible. But you know what? Like not to sound morbid, but if I put a gun to like, you know, your head or your spouse's head or your kid's head. And I said, three months, if you don't make it happen, I'm going to pull the trigger. Like you'd make it happen. You would, you would, you are in control of your actions. You would make the necessary changes in your life to make sure that you got to that 15%. So, you know, if you keep coming up with excuses as to why you can't get to where you want to get to, uh, maybe you just need to look in the mirror, honestly, and like reevaluate like your, your choices and your dedication, because I'll say it again, you are in direct and complete control of your results and your successes or lack of. So make it happen, honestly. And I'm going to end it at that. I'll let that marinate for a little bit. So maybe this struck a chord with some of you guys. Maybe it didn't, who knows? Um, but I think those are eight things that a lot of people need to hear, 
um, to get them moving in the right direction. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, and, uh, you know, as always, if, um, you know, you guys like this and you like the podcast, like it, leave a review, subscribe, tell your, uh, friends about it, tell your mom about it, tell your mom's friends about it, tell, uh, your hairdresser, your milkman, um, all that good stuff. And if you have any questions or you want some further information, visit our website at gripfitnessandperformance.com. And with that, I will see you guys um, for episode five. Have a good one. Stay safe.